I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Harry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 100 of Thoughts from Harry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about ideology and the Constitution. So here we are at episode 100. It only took me seven months to get to episode 100. Uh, As you probably figured out, I decided to take a little hiatus, and that little hiatus turned into a long hiatus. Really, the bottom line is I just got burned out, and my workload was such that it was difficult to keep up with a personal podcast. I started working for Shift Gold, and... I'm doing a podcast for them. It's called the Friday Gold Wrap, and I will link to that on my show notes page. If you're interested in economics and in particular how uh, the current economic environment is affecting the gold market, you should check out that Friday Gold Wrap podcast. I'm very, very happy with the way it's evolved and, and the reception that it's gotten. So I decided that now's a good time to get back into my own personal podcast. Uh, I feel a little more comfortable with my workflow. And I've got some projects that are coming up that I think this podcast will help support. Namely, I'm planning on releasing a new book, hopefully in the spring, uh, called Constitution 101 with a fancy subtitle that I haven't come up with yet. Uh, Digging into the basics of the Constitution, looking at various controversial clauses and what they were understood to mean at the time of ratification. So uh, looking forward to getting that out. So you can expect uh, a lot of episodes here, really digging back into the Constitution again um, and and covering some of these important constitutional provisions. Uh, I had planned on doing something really special for episode 100, and I I guess what's going to be special about it is uh, I got here after seven months. So there you go. But today I want to talk a little bit about ideology and how it relates to the Constitution. And I've been reading Crisis and Leviathan, a book by Robert Higgs. Fantastic book. Uh, I highly recommend it. It deals with how government grows through crisis. And one of the topics that he interweaves into his uh, argument is this idea of ideology and how important ideology is in driving government operations. Now, a lot of times, I think we tend to think of ideology as something that's a negative. You know, an ideological person is somebody who can't accept things outside of their narrow worldview. Uh, 
Uh, it sometimes suggests fanaticism or irrationality. And an ideologue is often thought to be a person that has ulterior motives. Karl Marx pretty much labeled any social thought that contradicted his worldview as ideology. Of course, Marxism wasn't ideological at all, uh, at least in his mind. Uh, that was just the truth. But um, I don't think this narrow view of ideology as being a negative thing is particularly useful. I think we all have some form of ideology. It helps us make sense of the world. And I really like Higgs's definition. I'm going to read it. He said, by ideology, I shall mean a somewhat coherent, rather comprehensive belief system about social relations. To say that it is somewhat coherent implies that its components hang together, though not necessarily in a way that would satisfy a logician. To say that it is rather comprehensive implies that it subsumes a wide variety of social categories and their interrelations. Notwithstanding its extensive scope, it tends to revolve about only a few central values, for instance, for instance, individual freedom, social equality, or national glory. So I think looking at that, we can agree that everybody has some form of ideology. Now, how much it drives our thinking, I think, varies from person to person. Some people can't consider anything outside of their ideology, and that's more of that negative definition. But I think all of us, uh, our ideology directs and impacts how we look at the world uh, at some level. And I think it's important for us to recognize our own ideology so that we can uh, try to step outside of it at times and, and recognize when there are truths that might not line up with our ideological perspective. I see ideology a lot in the way people view the Constitution. People tend to view the Constitution, at least in our political process here in the United States, through a very ideological lens. We have uh, ideological conservatives, we have ideological progressives or liberals or, or however you want to label those folks, and we have ideological libertarians uh, and various ideologies in between. And all of these people tend to look at the Constitution in a different way through their own ideological lens. So they will be very emphatic about certain provisions in the Constitution because it lines up with their ideological point of view, and then they'll completely ignore and reject other parts of constitutionalism, well, because it doesn't fit in with that ideological framework. That's how you get a constitutional conservative who just doesn't care uh, that George Bush went to war without an actual declaration of war. Their ideology allows for American military adventurism, and so a constitutional provision to stop that just doesn't make sense to them. Of course, on the left, uh, you know, they ignore all kinds of constitutional provisions uh, because it doesn't fit with their ideological worldview. And even libertarians, I think, are guilty of this. I see this. In, in fact, I think libertarians can be some of the most ideological people there are when it comes to the Constitution. They want to impose liberty, and they view the Constitution as this libertarian document, and they view the Bill of Rights as something that applies to you know every branch of government from the uh, White House all the way down to the little county courthouse, you know, in, in some podunk county here in Kentucky. And the truth of the matter is the Constitution does not fit neatly into any of the ideological categories that we have in the United States today. And what's really interesting is when you take this ideological view of the Constitution, it tends to shift depending on who's in power at the time. All of a sudden, you know, the people that were so concerned about limiting government and and federal overreach and executive powers and all of that stuff when Obama was president, uh, those that support Trump, they don't care anymore. 
And now all of a sudden you have people on the left who are all big fans of states' rights. And what we have is, is we have people projecting their ideology onto the Constitution, projecting their ideology onto the founders. And again, libertarians are particularly guilty of this because they view the founding generation as this, this libertarian generation. So they want to project libertarianism on the Constitution. And there's certainly a lot of libertarian thought that went into the Constitution, but you can't use that ideology to interpret what the Constitution means. Here's the bottom line. The Constitution is a legal document. Yes, it was created within ideological framework. It was also created within a legal framework. And as a legal document, the meaning that it has, we find that through looking at what the supporters of the Constitution said it meant at the time of ratification. That's how we're supposed to interpret the Constitution. And I'll put a link in the show notes page to an article I wrote that explains constitutional interpretation uh, that goes into this in depth. But it's important not to project your ideology onto the Constitution, but to look at it outside, to step away from your ideology and just look at what does it mean what is the legal framework? What did the founders say it was supposed to mean? And when you do that, you find that the federal government, quite simply, was meant to be very, very limited and that most power was to remain with the states and the people. It was a decentralized system. It was not meant to centralize power for the conservatives or centralize power for the progressives or centralize power for the libertarians. It was simply a decentralizing document. So when you look at the Constitution, try to step away from your ideology. Now, I'm sure there's some people out there that are asking, well, Mike, what's your ideology? Surely you're looking at the Constitution through an ideology, too. And, and that's true. I do have an ideology. I'm not going to deny that. And my ideology has actually evolved quite a bit over the last four or five years. Um, I came from a very neoconservative, uh, you know, Republican, right-wing point of view, and I evolved into a constitutionalist, and I've evolved past that. And, and really now, my core beliefs, my ideology, my philosophy is really more voluntarist. Some people might call it anarcho-capitalism. And so I, I think it actually gives me a little bit different perspective on the Constitution because there's no way you can project anarchism onto a Constitution. Constitution is inherently statist. So I think it does make it a little bit easier for me to step back and look at the Constitution objectively. And I really, really try to do that. And that's why you'll hear me talk about things that policy-wise I might not agree with, but I understand that the Constitution allows it. For instance, there's nothing in the federal Constitution that prohibits the state from limiting guns. There's nothing there. The Second Amendment was never intended to apply to the states. Now, state constitutions usually have provisions to prevent that, but the federal government's not really supposed to have anything to do with that. Now, in my own little world, I think anybody should be able to have a gun whenever they want to. I don't think the state or the federal government or your local government should be limiting the right to keep and bear arms. But that's not what the Constitution says in terms of the Second Amendment. So we have to step away from our ideology. We have to step away from our personal political viewpoint and look at the Constitution objectively for what it is. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.mahary at 10th Amendment Center.com. You can still subscribe to the podcast over at iTunes. It doesn't cost you a thing. And going forward, there's going to be something for you to listen to there. So please sign up and thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you next time.